stay there. You know what? I believe that every single person on this planet can make a difference. And I believe that we all have something to offer, something that's so unique that it will change somebody else's life. I believe we all deserve to step into our true selves. And I believe that every single person needs to feel great about themselves. I want you to step into who you truly are and I want you to make a difference for somebody else and for yourself. And I don't think it's that hard. It's a matter of putting one step in front of the other and just taking action. And I'm interviewing guests that have done just that. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where you can make that decision to make your life count. It all starts with you saying yes. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. Now, you will recall that uh, recently I had Ariana Fox on, who was featured in a book called Young Changemakers. Now, this week I am chatting with the author of that book, Christy Maggio, and I really love this conversation. And we're really talking about, you know, enabling young people about how to think, not what to think, so that they can make a better world, you know. And and as we said, I said, um, Christy's not quite as grumpy as me, but talking about uh, how we've sort of left this planet in not a very good state and now we're sort of expecting the young kids to clean up our mess and part of it is we need to empower them with the right tools the right toolkit you know to be able to do that and to be motivated to do that and to believe they can and when we're putting kids through systems of you have to compete you have to compare you have to do better and you have to this and that and everything else it's not easy for them to just say hey I'm okay exactly how I am and I do have the capacity to make a better world so when people are inspiring that and encouraging that and actually empowering that, that that's exactly what we need. And Christy and I have chatted that uh, her book is very similar. To, it's got a similar vein as Magnificent Kids that I put out in 2014. And the fact that there are people around the world doing that, it, it's such a beautiful collaboration that we're, we're, there's several people sending the same message to kids. So I really hope you're going to love this episode. I loved chatting to Christy. And by the way, she lives in the Dominican Republic and uh, on her own. I, I, it's it's mind-blowing. Anyway, let's get into it. So welcome, Christy. Hi, Karen. How are you? So nice to be here today. I'm fantastic. And it's so good to have you here. And look at us in our matching colors. We're the uh, Maroon girls today. So uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what it signifies, but maybe it's... <laughs> A berry, a berry color. Very, we're very berry merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> well, well, we look wonderful, Christy. You're doing some incredible work. You know, I was um, I'm friends with um, you know, a few people on Facebook that have connected with you, and and in particular, um, Manasi Patel. You know, she's uh. Uh, and and she was holding up the book. Guess what? I'm in this book, you know, Young Changemakers. And I looked at it and I thought, wow, that's like Magnificent Kids. I'm so glad because I, you know, this this whole bullshit about competition, you know, well, you wrote a book. No, but I won't run better. No, none of that crap. You know, if people are on the same page, it's fantastic. So anyway, then I connected with you and said, hey, let's uh, let's do a podcast. And I've been watching your posts and um I love your passion, love your passion for what you're doing. So welcome. 
Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things that, you know, sometimes when I started this, it was much smaller and it didn't even take on the the same shape or same form as as it is now. And then as you go along, you kind of it evolves into something mm-hmm. bigger, better than you ever even imagined that it would. Mm-hmm. And over COVID time, you know, I said, well, let me you know, reach out and do like um, a mentoring program for some uh, some young kids. So that this way, you know, I knew I wanted to do that as as a way of, you know, I didn't want to be a life coach. I didn't want to be, I wanted to be a mentor for, for youth. And I said, well, let me, let's do a, a group. And so I had all of these kids that either they reached out to me on LinkedIn or I had known them from from other areas or I don't know. And so we did for three weeks, this, you know, mentoring program um, on, on motivation and how to stay motivated. And, and it just evolved into great relationships that I made with these kids and me real, really realizing that they're way more incredible before me. You know, I, I just, you know, was there and and learning from them just as much as they were learning from me. And so when it all kind of evolved, uh, I just said, you know, I had this in the back of my mind for a while. Like when I, after I had published my first book last year um, at the beginning of November called Follows and Likes, Is This All I'm Worth? And I took the stories of adults and I said, let me tell their story of adults who come from extreme adversity, but are um, successful in their area, in their industry, not necessarily famous, not necessarily whatever it might be, but, you know, at the same time, some extremely incredible human beings from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different walks of life, and different all different industries. Mm. And after I did that, I said, well, okay, but maybe youth don't want to read from, you know, adult learn from adults. Well to in 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 a sense. And I said, maybe they want to be inspired by those that are out there doing what they wish they could be doing. You know, there's nobody better to get you motivated and doing what you feel like you should be doing than those that are in the same age bracket, as opposed to an adult saying, you can do this. I know you can. Having another teenager who's your same age saying, you can do this. I know you can because I'm doing it. Um, That I thought was a different um, aspect, a different point of view. And when I reached out to I think there were probably about 20 of them. Yep. 12 had committed. Yep. Um, before I said anything about, you know, I told them what the book was about. I told them what the reason was. Um, nobody was attached to it yet. No, nothing was, you know, it was just a book to get out to other youth so that they can basically believe and be inspired to 
know that they can do the same thing. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a big change or a small change, you can do it as well. And so when it started out this way, I took Evan Carmichael's one word and I said, okay, well, where am I going to start with that? Like, and so I focused in on that and had them go through the process of what's their one word. And that's where you see all their hashtags, like even on the, on the cover next to each person's name, there's like, there's the hashtag and the hashtag is their one word and what motivates them and what their purpose is. And so in doing that, they, they found it inspiring. And then I took Bruce Pulver's, he takes the words and he makes acrostics with them, acrostic poems. So you take the letters and then you say what that means to you. So I'm like, okay, that's what each chapter can start with. And then they go in and tell their story. And so that's how it evolved. I didn't really have a plan. (laughs) Um, In October, I was like, okay, we got to get this out by Christmas. And they weren't even done with their chapters. I'm like, we have to do this. Let's go. Like, we can do this. And November 1st, you know, some of them still hadn't finished their chapters, but I was like, we're doing this. Let's go. We've got this, you know? And um, uh, it was just a matter of me taking it um, and organizing it and doing the margins, you know, how formatting and all that stuff. And and the cover and every and you know what? It's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <good>. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's one of the things that if I set my mind to something, then usually it it evolves. Yeah. Um, but when you're working with twelve other young people at the same time, it's like, okay, guys, like. I don't want to break out the the adult voice here, but come on, we gotta, you gotta get here. You gotta you gotta meet me halfway here. So, um, it was it turned out to be wonderful, and they're yeah. all incredible kids, and all of their stories and are incredible. And it has been, um, you know, the, since it came out, like the second day, it's been number one in the on the new releases for teen and young adults. So wow. that's in Amazon. So, so that's wonderful. And it's not about that, but for me, it's about if, if it's there, then maybe more people will say, Oh, I wonder what this is because it's about the mission. It's about getting these voices and maybe inspiring other young people to say, Hey, you know what? If they can, they're just like me, they're doing just the exact same thing. If they can do it, so can I. And and that's really what it's all about. Mm. Oh, I love it. And it's exactly the same as Magnificent Kids, exactly the same message. If, if they can do it, so can you, you know, and give it a crack. And I had about about the same ratio, you know, that I emailed out to and then about the, about the same ratio came back. And I hear you that trying to chase those last chapters was like, <laughs> was like, I don't want to get out my big girl pants, but Jesus, right. when are we going to get this done if we don't care? <laughs> and there was a couple that there was a couple that I thought you you might not end up in the book because I just can't, you know, I can't keep waiting. Yeah. But 
they all did come come good. So so if anybody listening, um, Christy's talking about her new book, Young Change Makers, which just came out a few, well, a few days ago. Well, this is this episode will be uh, recorded a few weeks before it goes live. So let's say it came out a few weeks ago. It came out in December 2022, just before Christmas. And um, it is a fantastic book. And it's 12 stories of these young change makers and really inspiring so you know you, you're gonna not gonna get it in time for Christmas but um if you've got a kid that's got a birthday coming up or you know or even for next Christmas or even just to want to give it to a parent or a teacher who wants to inspire young people like this is this is it, these are the books we need out in the world and like I said before there's it's not about well you did one I did one it's about we're all doing it let's let's get as many out there as possible to to get these kids to start believing themselves because you know, like I was, I was saying to Christy before we came on, it's um, us adults have, and, and I don't, I'm not blaming everyone and I'm not pointing fingers, but as a general rule, us adults have screwed this planet up so bad and we've screwed up so many things because we've stuck to traditional systems that have become outdated and we're, we've left the kids to clean up the mess. And and yes, I'm taking responsibility and a lot of other people are standing up and saying, well, we need to help the kids do this. And, you know, we've got to make the world better for the kids and give them as much, um, as many tools and strategies and much access to do uh, um, good stuff as possible. So um, my hat's off to you. Thank you so much. And you also talked about in there, your first book, Follows and Likes, Is This All I'm Worth? And you said that was about adults coming through adversity. What made you write that book? Um, the same concept of me wanting to help the younger generation to say, you know what? You may be going through this today, but yeah. these people went through this exact story, yeah, exact situation, and look at where they are now. And so I don't have, I can't say that I understand what every young person is going through. Yeah. So I created like a toolbox, right? And that I could say, but I may not have gone through that, but this person went through that or this person went through that, you know? And so it's basically such adversity, some coming through, you know, being, you know, sexual molestation is is children um some going through you know not thinking that they were going to um you know growing up in 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 discriminated area uh areas and not thinking they'd be able to make their way out of it some growing up in in poverty in in india um some growing up in um uh in you know, one of them, which he's one of my most inspiring stories that I love is Jonte Hall. And he's five feet, two inches tall. And he always wanted to play basketball. He loved to play basketball. And his story is just incredible. Well, fast forward, um, he ended up becoming a Harlem Globetrotter at 26 <laughs> years old. Like, and he never gave up on his dream to play basketball, you know? And so it's all of those little things like you might you might be short but guess what this person overcame that and still followed his dreams you know you might be an immigrant but look this person overcame that and is now a top lawyer in manhattan 
-hmm. right? You might be, um, uh, I don't know, you might have gone through um, sexual trauma as, as a young person, but look at what this person, there's two stories in the book, that what they did with that. Mm -hmm. And just, again, so each chapter starts with a lesson of, you know, of what it was of, you know, whether it's resilience, faith, um, compare and contrast, and then takes the, and then it ends with a story of one of these people who, um, who just, I mean, I couldn't have picked any better people in there and, and they're all very different, all different walks of life, all different countries that they're from to be a part of, of it. And their stories are also different. Um, mm -hmm. also touching and from foster care system to, um, growing up, you know, I, I don't know if you know who Greg Walker is, um, but he's also an inspirational motivational speaker. He works a lot with Les Brown and he was, um, you know, he was number 13 of 15 kids. And he was the only one that he ended, ended up graduating high school. Yep. And it was because of a program that Danny Thomas started, um, which is the owner of Wendy's, that he ended up being mentored by Danny Thomas. And... Wow. And it's just, in, just incredible, incredible. Like I, I love that book with my whole heart. And because that really, I learned just as much from it as I want anybody else to learn from it. But it is just one of those things that it doesn't matter how many people follow you, how many people like you or mm -hmm. what's in your feed or who's, what are you going to do to make a difference in the world? You know? Stop comparing yourself and start lifting other people up. And so it was the same premise, the same idea. Except for the second one, I said, okay, well, instead of redoing, you know, a, a, another volume of the first one, let's get the teens, you know, to mm -hmm. come and see what they're doing to impact the world. So now I have two of them that I'll probably end up doing in as volumes, you know, so yeah. that it, they will on, keep on going. And, and with that being said, um, I just think that it's, it, it's time that, that they're heard and, and it's time that young people don't look at tragedy as something that is going, meant to hold them back, yep. but is something to use to push them forward to help others mm. and, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a lot easier said than done, yeah. but we can be victims or we could be victors, right? Yep. So it depends on which one are you going to choose. Mm. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I had um, Herb Lang um, yeah. was one of the one of the um, globetrotters on a uh, few months ago. He's just He's in a, the book. Uh, is he in the book? Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Herb is Love. wonderful. He's beautiful. And I'm sure Jaunty is, is just as buddy lovely. And oh, well. And I just interviewed Ariana Fox as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, she's out of your um, Young Game Changes um, mm -hmm. book. And she is, she's mind blowing as well. And there are so many 
great people out there and and you know, you, you're right. You don't have to be famous. Like, well, the Globetrotters are famous, but, you know, there's not that many people who can name all of who, name all of them and, and they rotate quite a bit. But to, to achieve that sort of level of success, and it is success, it's like, yeah, man, I'm doing what I love. I'm bringing happiness to people. You know, I'm travelling the world. That That's yeah. that's successful. Do you know, it's, it's yeah. we, we don't, we get too caught up you know, it's funny is that when you talk about being victims, we get caught, so caught up humans, I'm not saying individuals, but humans in in, in, a, in bulk get caught up in whinging about all the little negative, all the little things. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about all these people out there that have overcome extreme adversity, do, you know, you kind of makes you stop and go, oh, my God, does it really matter? Does it really matter if the rain just came in the back door? Does it really matter if you, you didn't get the washing done? Does it really matter if three people only liked your bloody post? And, you know, I, I don't know. I Same with my podcast, you know, I don't I don't look at the downloads. I, I never look at the downloads. I don't give a shit. It's whatever it is it is. I know that in, my intent is to put out content that inspires people and and it can do the universe can take care of it after that you know and it's just whatever it is but now you um like your dedicated your 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 slogan is you know dedicated to creating access to equal education and employment opportunities worldwide so you got your two books which is i'll say it again follows and likes is this all i'm worth and the other one is young change makers but you also set up the um, Maggio Multicultural Foundation and the Maggio Multicultural Academy, and you also got a podcast, Secret to Success. Now, without unpacking any of them just yet, I want to go back and ask you, what's the back end to this journey? Like, how did you, you know, where did you come from as a kid and, and how did you end up doing what you do, all, all of this great stuff? So I... Um, I was born and raised in a small town called Rome, New York. Um, and I, you know, as, as growing up, I was, I ended up becoming a a teacher. I didn't want to become a teacher because, but that was my gift that God gave me. And I've always been great at, in education with youth and, and working with kids. So it was just, I couldn't deny the gift that God gave me anymore. As much as I wanted to go into international business and all of this other stuff, my gift was my gift. And so um, for years, I was just, I was, I was a, a teacher in the States. And then I just came to the point where I didn't like what I was seeing. And they said, there's got to be a change. So I got my administrative degree to be a principal or superintendent because I realized that I needed to be higher up in order to make a change then. And I'm, I'm really putting this in a nutshell right now, but then I realized that like, even within the system, you can't really make a change. Mm -hmm. So my thought was I was going to go to the Dominican Republic for a year to perfect my Spanish And then this way I could work in inner city schools. Not that I couldn't get a job in inner city schools, but I figured at that point in time, um, I would be more, I would be looked at more, would be more differentiated because I spoke Spanish. Uh, Where in the United States, uh, if you speak Spanish in inner city schools, you know, you're looked at, 
you know, as having a, a bonus. Um, and so that was my way of my thought. So went to the Dominican Republic for a year thinking I'd come back and apply for positions. Um, and I ended up staying there because I ended up seeing a market there. Not just to help people, but also most schools were businesses run by people who had no idea about education and Mm -hmm. um, it was a tourist area. So, you know, people from other countries would come there to uh, work, but then they were kind of slaves to the school, whatever schools existed either had your extreme private schools, which were like 12 or $13,000 a year, or, you know, your lower end private schools, which could be like, you know, $50 a month, you know, it, it, it all depended. And there weren't enough public schools for all the kids. So my thought was, okay, I could do it twofold. I could start a school, um, as well, be my own boss and help other kids in the community as as well. So it all kind of evolved out of out of that. And so, but it didn't just right away. So I moved there in 2013 and I didn't open the school until 2016 because I was just kind of getting the lay of the land, trying to understand what what I wanted to do with it all. And when I realized that I wanted to open a school for kids. You know, I started in 2016 with only seven students um, and they were all paying students. You know, their parents um, had been, I had been tutoring these kids in English and their parents were like, okay, well, we want you to start a school. Um, and so I started it there, ended that year with 14 students and then it grew to um, almost a hundred kids when, by when COVID had hit. Um, and at that point I was, it evolved into doing water projects and helping other things, people in the community, medical, um, supplies and stuff like that. So I started the foundation side as well. Um, because we also sponsored kids to attend the school, um, there was paying those that paid and those that um, were sponsored. So, and when when COVID hit, I was supposed to be, I was in the process of buying land to build a whole new facility because I had only rented at that point in time. And everything fell through. I lost everything. I lost it all. Oh, it wow. all went away. Parents abandoned the school. They stopped paying. Um, and I had to sell everything. I had to get rid of, I had to get rid of everything just to, just to survive, which I didn't pivot fast enough. So I don't blame COVID. I also blame myself because I didn't have, I was one of those people who said, well, if I have to teach somebody else how to do it, then I could do it faster myself. And so, <laughs> so like, I didn't have the proper team in place to take on that impact. And so, and I didn't pivot fast enough. So it just all just shattered. 
But meanwhile, this is where all the other great things came out of it too. You know, I got the idea for the book, um, the first book, and I started a series because I had a radio show in Punta Cana. And so the, about, so I started this, this series of success to try and help people to, you know, say, okay, this is what we can do different things. We can be inspired by a lot of other people at this time and not let it break us down. Then I started the podcast and then I was introduced to Clubhouse, um, <laughs> <laughs> where is how I quote unquote met many of the people that were in the book, yeah. that the first book. So a lot of great things came out of it. Um, and then I also learned the whole spectrum of online schooling and online instruction. So now not only do I have the, I reopened the physical school in the Dominican Republic, but now I have the virtual side. And this year we also started with the first time with, it started out at 30 kids, but now it's down to 17 kids because, you know, even with kids that, you know, don't have anything, you can't, you can, you can bring them to water, but you can't make them drink. And so, which is okay for the first year. So we have 17 kids online in Uganda that are working through this program so that what will happen is that they will graduate with a diploma from the United States. The foundation of the entire high school curriculum is in entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial skills. And then they will also graduate with a specialization. So right now our focus is in IT. We have um, Cisco certified technician program. And um, and then we'll work with cloud, Python, other, other areas so that not only are they getting an education because most of them will not be able to go to college. Mm. You know, the money's not there. But if they could get a specialization by the time they graduate high school, then they'll be able to work remotely as yeah. long as they have a, a signal and, and a laptop. And so really, I think it's it's the it's an exciting moment in time where we can actually look and say, you know what? Where you live, what your circumstances are, is not going to define the rest of your life. We can actually diminish generational poverty at this point yeah. because of the rapid advancement of technology mm. because of COVID, you know? So while there's so many negatives that came from it, um, there are also a lot of upsides that came from it as well. And so no longer do you have to think about, okay, I'm going to educate these kids, but then what are they going to do? Mm. Right? Because if you think about it, without employment, education only goes so far. Mm. Without a skill that they can actually use it for, yeah. you know, while education is great, of course, but there's that other side, there's other pieces to the puzzle that they have to go together. You mm -hmm. have to somehow give it to that, give them 
the opportunity to be able to be employed no matter where they are. Yeah. And so they're in rural Uganda or, you know, in a metropolis, you have to give them the same opportunities. Mm. Um, so that is really where kind of all came together, but never once did it start that way. You know, yeah. it started with a thought, an idea, a vision, a little, little bit here, a little bit there. And then it kind of, you know, snowball into something greater. Mm. Well, I, I love it. I've actually got a um, a not-for-profit called One Planet Classrooms, and I've got 140 kids in school, sponsored in school in Uganda. So it's a, it's the but really yeah. But you've just you've just you know made me think even deeper. Then saying, well, yeah, if they don't, you know, we can put them through to S four, you know, to the as far as they can go practically in in um, secondary. But yeah, if they don't have a job, and it's very hard to you know, fund them getting a job. So I like that. I really love that idea. Absolutely love it. And, and the other thing too is that I started that as a Skype project and and long story, I won't go into the whole thing, but it was meant to be kids in Africa Skyping with kids in Australia and the whole whole thing went to shit because, you know, I'm sending laptops to, you, you know what the, you know what the issues are in Uganda, yes. 95% of them don't have power. It's just it's just a nightmare, and and plus they weren't in the time zones and everything else. But um, I, I transferred that to water projects and and putting in um, water tanks in schools and water wells and that kind of stuff, and also um, getting kids into school. So it, I, which is which is actually a much better project than what I started with. Mm -hmm. And 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 my girls with hammers, you know, that was meant to be for girls in schools. They thought I was like very boring. <laughs> this old fart telling me, you know telling them what to do and but now it's a it's a fantastic thing for um women you know for women to get together and empower women so I, I love the idea that things you know be be willing to I know you're talking about pivot in COVID and and that really wasn't that was extreme you know you, you know you had to like we were like what the hell a am I going to live am I going to have money coming in what's going on how do I pivot like, like our brains were just um a yeah. mess and and many people did pivot on time many didn't you know it was just kind of like what is this thing that's come out of nowhere but take COVID aside <laughs> and when yeah. you when you're setting up a project it, it, when you haven't got all the stress of COVID it's it, it is a good thing to say this isn't exactly what I envisage, but you know what? This is where, call it God, call it the universe, call it the world, call it energy. I don't care what you call it, but this is where the energy is taking me, to, you know, and, and I'm just going to unpack it here. It's great. I'll be honest. My faith is what, and, and I call it God, you know, and like you said, many people call it different things, but I call it God and my faith is what got me through it. Like he was so clear to me and it was more me being like, okay, God, let's, can, can, can we move this along a little faster? And, you know, and, and, but everything is God's timing. And, and when things go through, when they go through, when they happen, when they happen, and then you see, you're just kind of like, oh, that's why it needed to be now and not when I wanted it to be like a year ago. Okay, I get it. You know, and, and I think that's really important. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that whatever you want to call it, um, 
when we, we truly look back on our lives and we see those moments of why things didn't work out or when they did, why they did at that time. Yeah. Or when you got that idea and then all of a sudden, nine years later, you see it coming to fruition. It's like, okay, wow. And and if you can just remember those moments in the hard times, yep. will, it will push you through to say, okay, now I, I know this is going to happen because even when I didn't see any end in sight before and this happened, um, I, I have faith enough that I know it will. What what's meant was meant for me. Um can't go past me. Yeah. And it, as long as you have that faith and you stick with it. And so yeah. I think that that's truly important. And I think I wish more young people would would hone in on on that, on faith, on that belief that they can do it. It's not easy. You know, it's it's not easy. And adults too, you know, you often question why is this happening to me? Well, why not? You know, we have to look at it as sometimes we're going through those moments to learn something. Yeah. It's not. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I'm not a religious person at all and I'm I'm not atheist. I just don't, I just don't believe in a God, but I do believe in the universe. It's exactly what you're saying. It doesn't matter. It's having faith in something, you know, that something's got your back. That that yeah. that's the thing. And I think that um one thing that is I'm also a really strong optimist and and I I think that's a, that's um associated with that faith you know is that I just know I just know that everything will be okay around the corner you know and it's about riding through it there's a great song by Garth Brooks I'm sure you I'm sure you know Garth Brooks and it's called Unanswered. I do I, what song is it tell me because I probably refer to it all the time it's unanswered prayers I I do it. I do it all the time. So I like, I see it. Oh my God. That's so funny. I I'm shot. Like, you know, and I always refer back to that song. I love the fact he says, you know, sometimes God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. And yeah. like, and I, I refer back to the song all the time and I love it. And, 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 and that's key right there. That yeah. is really key because um, they are gifts. Yeah. When we look like I could think of a million things that I was praying for in the past that didn't come to fruition, but had they come to fruition, I wouldn't have what I have today. Exactly. And so, and so you have to look at it that way, but I, I do. Well. I love that. that song. And for anyone who anyone who's listening, go listen to it. Garth Brooks, Unanswered Prayers. And basically the song goes that he was at a football match with his with his wife and he met an old girlfriend and he he sort of reminisced back and thought, oh God, you know, back then he was praying to God, give me that girl to be my wife, you know, and, and now he's saying she's not the same. And thank, you know, thank thank God for unanswered prayers. You know, it's just now he's got his wife and it was what was meant yeah. to happen. It's such a freaking good song and it's such a great reminder that and it's actually a really nice how can I say it it's quite soothing you know when something mm -hmm. doesn't go right and you think of that song you think yeah okay yep. I can let it go yep. I can let it go I, I love right. that you love that song do like as soon as you said Garth Brooks I'm like I know what she's gonna say I know <laughs> it <laughs> I, I refer to that all the time. Ah. 
I love Garth Brooks. And there's also, um, you know, If Tomorrow Never Comes, and I heard his version well before I heard um, Ronan Keating bring it out. And that song used to bring me to tears uh, over and over and over. But it was a song that changed my life, you know, because it was what I recognised in that is that, you know, it says um, tell people you love them, you know. And I started to think we will live in such a silly world where, we, we won't say anything unless it's reciprocated, you know, and then we fear that someone won't say it back and all this kind of rubbish. Yeah. And then I just start saying it. I just thought, I don't care what you think of me. I think you're great and I'm going to say you're great and I'm not waiting for you to come back and say, oh, so are you. Exactly. And it it is life-changing, the freedom that comes with just telling people, you are freaking awesome. And without any expectation of it coming yeah. back, is is freedom on wheels i can tell you it is one of the best things that you can ever ever do anyway we're getting off track but geez i love garth brooks now <laughs> no, but it's true though but going back to what you were saying there though it's like if, once you can leave the ego yeah once you leave that behind and say you know i'm doing this selflessly for yep. the better of whatever it is that i'm doing and you know you can put yourself out there um, in a way that it doesn't, like you just said, it doesn't matter if they return, re, they they reciprocate what I say. It doesn't matter if, you know, whatever it is, I'm meant to get this message out. I'm meant to do this. this. A lot of times people are back because they're worried about what other people yep. think. And mm-hmm. We often stop ourselves because we're worried about what other people think. And I often say, if nobody else existed on this planet, would I still do the same thing? Would I say it? Yeah. And if I say that I would say it, if nobody else existed, then it's meant to be said. Yeah. I love I love that. You know, something has changed my life in the in the same sort of vein is I used to teach I, I was a disability student. So I was um in in a in I was a student to learn how to work with people with disabilities. And then I became a teacher in the same class. You know, my teacher said, I want you to come and start teaching with me. And one one woman in the class got me aside. She said, I'm so glad you're teaching because um, you can give me the answers. You can help me. And I said, no freaking way. I said, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make a difference. And it was the most powerful thing that came out of my mouth. And I'd never said it before, but it came out like that. And and it's what I came to realize very quickly is my job on this planet is to make a difference. And and if I make friends in the process, that's icing on the cake and that's lovely. But I don't need to make friends, but I do need to make a difference. I do want to make friends. Don't get me wrong, because that makes life so much easier. Mm -hmm. But that was such an empowering thing. And it's the same thing as we're talking about. You know, it's like... You, you, I get up every day, as you do, you know your purpose. You get up every day to make a difference in in whatever way way we're doing it. And that's, that is, you know, I believe I can get to my deathbed and go, I, I did my, I, I fulfilled my purpose on this planet, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and some people might think, oh, yeah, but did you have fun? Well, I, I think I have heaps of bloody fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's, and so my, my partner says, you're obsessed with your work. And I'm like, yes, because it's not work. It, it's it's lifestyle. It, it's just, 
It's the rent I pay for being on this beautiful planet, you know, and I want it to continue to be beautiful. So therefore I'm going to keep doing the gardening. <laughs> well, you know what? It's it, it's interesting you say that because, you know, I have this quote that I live by and it's like, I say, because everyone's like, look, you work so hard. Why? And I said, it's not hard work. It's hard work yep. because nothing's ever hard when it comes from the heart. Absolutely. And and so when someone says that to me, I'm like, I love what I do. It comes from my heart. And so it's not work. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not hard. It's not difficult at all. There's some days I'd like to throw in the towel for a little bit, <laughs> maybe have a little reprieve or something like that. Don't get me wrong. That's natural. However, um, what keeps me going back time and time again, even during those moments is the fact that I love what I do. Yeah. Uh, same. I'm the same. And, and and there's so many people out there who don't love what they do, you know, and I, I keep trying to say we get off the bench, just do what, do what you love, for God's sake, do more of what you love. But I, I also have those days I want to throw in the towel. Some days I, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't do this anymore. So I crack the shits and then I, I have a bit of a walk around and then I huff and puff and then I think, ah. And then I go, oh, I've got an idea. I know what to do. And then I come back to it. But I, I have to have my little moment of huffing and puffing. <laughs> yeah. You, I love your mission. And I'm going to read it out because I don't want to bugger it up. But your mission okay. is to, to impact the lives of 1 billion youth in the next 10 years by providing an educational program based on entrepreneurship and applied learning. So 1 billion youth in the next 10 years, uh, are you well on your way? How are you going with that measurement? <laughs> I'd like to have more than that. However, you know, the hard part is like, for example, with this book, right? I'd like to impact 1 billion youth. And yeah. I, I pray that I've gotten to, you know, at least a couple thousand by now, yeah. um, you know, in the sense of, you know, with the book, with them reading it with these young people and then them spreading the message on yeah. to their friends um and that having an impact on them as as well um i think that i have a good start out the gate um <laughs> and i think that with that being said um it's going to take time for, for it to grow, but I'm confident in that, you know, because that really means that I need to impact a, a million young people just in this coming this year. Right. Yeah. And so, but I think sometimes you don't know who you're impacting, right. Yeah. Um, you may not have personal contact with them, but then they come back years later and say, you know what, I read that book or I I, I yeah. listened to that podcast or I saw you speaking with this person. And so I have a, a feeling that there's a lot of uh, things that I'm not aware of that I'm impacting. Right. But, you know, as far as the education side goes to it, um, I'm hoping that, you know, I wanted it to be a little bit more advanced this year, but, you know, along, but you know what, that's okay. Cause this is like a learning year. It's the first time yeah. that I've had students in another country that I'm not physically there. 
So that's, you know, it's my trial, my trial year to get the kinks out before, you know, we go big. And so, and that's okay. Um, I just want, you know, these young people to realize and get the skills that, you know, we were talking about before that schools aren't teaching them. Yeah. You, You know, people call them soft skills. I now call them entrepreneurial skills. Because whether you're going to be an entrepreneur or not, doesn't mean that everybody's going to become an entrepreneur. It's not, that doesn't mean that. But what it does mean is that they have the skills to, you know, be resilient, persevere, you know, have faith, um, go through, uh, you know, not look at a mistake as a failure, but to look at it as um, a learning experience. Um, I think those are all entrepreneurs. Those are soft skills, having the ability to communicate properly and effectively, both verbally and written. Um, I think if they have those skills, it's way more important than the knowledge of what we're telling our kids they have to learn. Mm-hmm. And so I've taken it to the point where it's teaching them how to learn as yeah. opposed to what to learn. I agree. I agree. Uh, Margaret Mead once said that, you know, teach kids how how to learn, not what to learn. And it's, um, it's, that's exactly what I was thinking as you were saying it. We've become entrenched in a system of education where we're, you know, teaching rote and we're getting out of books. And it's kind of like, this is what you need to know. This is what you need, what you need to learn. But the entrepreneurial skills that you're talking about and the soft skills, it's how do we learn? How, How do we question things? How do we you know, how do we have conversations? How do we how do we have a growth mindset? You know, but through our conversations, no, I I think that stuff's in, so so damn critical. And I'm, you know, I'm not a big proponent of mainstream schools. And I I, I don't get me wrong because I think there's a, a million, there's billions, millions. I don't know what there is. A fantastic teachers out there that are trying to do their best within a system that is outdated and mm-hmm. and patriarchal and, and just it's it's teaching kids that if I don't get a particular score I'm not good enough and and I think that's I think that's despicable. The teachers are trying to do better, but it, the system doesn't allow it. But if we if we, we're just not teaching the kid that we've got so many um mental health issues now you know that the, the, we're trying to say to the kids you must learn maths you must learn english you must do this right and they're not even they don't care you know they're just saying i just want to survive at the minute you know and and, and we're not teaching them survival skills so but i want to come back i want to come back to your one one billion one billion kids and you kind of you're doing the maths in a different way to me you're going well that's a million this year then a million next year or or, or whatever but i'm thinking i did a um any uh, a linkedin post you know a video and i was i was at a um i'd done a talk the night before and i and my point was that if one person walks away from there impacted and they go and tell ten people, or, or they're yeah. they're kinder to ten people, or they smile at ten people, or whatever the hell they do that's better for ten out to ten people. And then if those ten people tell ten people, there's a hundred, and then another ten, there's a thousand, then ten thousand. Then uh, now, if anyone's listening, don't worry about my maths because I'm not doing it on a bit of paper. But a hundred thousand, and then next thing we've got, I don't know. The next thing we've got a million. Do you know? So. 
it's it's only by we're only talking about multiples of 10 and every single person can impact 10 people you know and so there's your million and then add a couple more tens and there's your billion you know and it's I don't think it's impossible and and it's not even so much that your book physically has to reach you, you know one billion people it's just a, if one one kid reads that book and then says I'm going to make a difference and then goes they may impact a thousand you know and that thousand may impact another that oh, I a billion's not it sounds like a, a pie in the sky figure that's unachievable but it's it's not you know and and the fact is that if we write a measure, for exact for example, I want to impact one billion youth. It's a driving force, you know. It gets you up in the morning and says, "Well, where, how am I going with that?" You know, I've got more people to reach. Let, let's keep moving Absolutely. on this journey. And it's I, I love. I hope you. I hope you do, and I don't have. I don't have any doubt that you will. Do you know? And like you say, when um. You don't know who's listening. I have so many people say to me, oh, I listen to your podcast and I I would never. And, and one woman said, I did this, uh, a keynote online, and she saw, she wrote in the chat box, this one woman, you're my walking partner every morning. And, you know, I've never forgotten that. That, that was so impactful for me that she takes me on her walk with my podcast every single morning. And I think as we're doing these things, we've got a responsibility to to bring. Um, I'm not always going to say positivity, but we've got to bring the truth. We've got to bring passion. You know, we've got to bring in inspiration to people. You know, to make them feel better about themselves and to make them realize, you know, I can do, I can be me, and I'm okay to be me. And I think that's our responsibility with a platform for people to be okay with who they are. You know, but absolutely, I love well, it. Oh, go on. Sorry. I mean, that's the thing that we have to be okay with who we are because we're the, you know, it sounds so cliche, but we are the only we, us, that we know, right? And if we're all meant to be the same, then what a boring world we would live in, Yeah, you know? But I guarantee, you know, we both have a very similar mission but I guarantee your approach and my approach are probably different so some kids are probably going to resonate with you in a different way that they would resonate with me and 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 that's a good thing yeah right yeah like because having two of the same people working for the same thing but being cookie cutter the same it doesn't give the different experiences to the children that that we they would get being had, learning from two different people, right? Mm-hmm. So when people are trying to be, you know, the same other inspirational, motivational speaker, the Tony Robbins or the this person or the that person, like you're not meant to be no. him. You're not meant to be her, whomever it is. You're meant to be you. Like, what do you bring to the table that's different? There's a million things that you can bring to the table that's different. Same thing with young people. Yep. Yep, I agree. 
Yeah, but we're kind of like blades of grass, aren't we? Not not one blade of grass is the same, and neither is one human. And and you know, you even if you just got cookie cutter stuff like what are your values? Well, yours and I's are the same. What are our strengths? Yours and mine are the same. But then what are our beliefs? Completely different. What is this? Right. Completely different. It doesn't matter. You will never ever ever have the same footprint of all the same things as any anybody else on this planet you never you never mm-hmm. will so and we all deliver in such a different way I, I'm I so agree with you and I just we need to love who we are and love what we bring to the world we do now you get a podcast secret to success what it tell us tell us more yeah, about it. the secret to success isn't so secret and again I started <laughs> this this idea same concept um, when I decided that I was going to write the book, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make the podcast go along with it. And so what I did is I interviewed the people and when I, and I created chapters of my first book out of the podcast and it was a great thing. Cause then I would just go back and dictate them on, and then I would edit and all that stuff. So, but again, the same concept, the same idea is there in, you know, when you say the secret to success isn't so secret, it's not a secret. It's whether or not you're going to take action on yeah. all of the things that you're being told, right? Yeah. You know, the fact that success comes from is not, you know, a dollar figure. It's not um, what other people want you to do. It's what the gift that you have been given in this world and how are you going to use it? and for the betterment of the world yeah and so and so in getting to what you feel is success for you um you know perseverance and and not allowing yourself to fail and giving up and all that stuff i just take those stories of all of these people young and old and show like you just show it's like the same thing over and over and over why did they succeed in the area that they succeeded in because they didn't give up persevere they were resilient you know they they fought against the naysayers it's the same thing over and over and over and over again and so i just feel like once that's drilled in um then you know, young people or adults will realize too, like, you know, oh, I mean, imagine if when the school, when the situation happened and I lost everything with the school, I said, well, it's just not meant to be. I'm just going to go back and get a regular teaching job and I'm just going to be a teacher for the rest of my life. And like, I I would have failed at that point because I gave up, right? I did not allow that to happen because I believed in my mission and what I was doing so much that I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, you know, and at that point in time I was living, I had to move back home with my mom at 43 years old. Like, like that's enough for anybody to be like, what on earth is, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and, and I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing? And then you have everybody chirping in your ear, like, when are you going to grow up? When are you going to be responsible? When are you? Gonna... And I'm like, no, like this wasn't supposed to happen this way. <laughs> but it wasn't supposed to happen that way to anybody. I mean, you yeah. look at all of the greats out there, 
you look at all of the the smaller stories who have created success in their in their right um, of what they wanted to accomplish. And the end of the day was they all overcame. Yeah. It's all about overcoming that yeah. moment of of testing and trial. And are you going to come out the other side where you want to be? Yeah. It's not easy. No. But I always say it's like bashing through a, a big patch of blackberries to get to the beautiful green field on the other side. But it is hard work. When when you um in in the Dominican Republic, so so you're so far away from family, and you're just you're just bashing it out down there on your own. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've been doing that for nine years. Um, I came home for a year, but it's been nine and a half years now. I've been down there and. I guess, you know, like, like I said before, like when you're called to something, you're, you are truly called to something. And I moved there on my own. I didn't, you know, I'm not married. I don't have children. I don't, I, like I said, I originally went there just to perfect my Spanish. I was an Italian teacher in the States. So, I mean, it was pretty simple for me to, I taught myself Spanish, but to become fluent in it, um, you need really need to be around it. So, and when I did that and I could tell you story after story uh, that would make anybody be like, why did you, how in God's name did you endure that? Yeah. You know, yeah. when, when I didn't have to, you yeah. know, and, but at the same time, it's just like, because there was a greater, somebody was, somebody higher up was, was calling me and saying, Christy, this is, this is what you're meant to be doing. So you need to <laughs> hold your ground. <laughs> well, you, well, and not only are you very committed, you're very brave as well, because there's a lot of people <laughs> who wouldn't do that. So I, you know, I think that's that's bloody wonderful. Chrissy, I love this conversation. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. And and it's taken a few false starts. We've had a few hiccups, but we we on my part. So sorry about that. <laughs> No, that's fine. But we have made it. I'm so glad we've made it because it's it's been an absolutely eye-opening, delightful conversation. And what you're doing is oh, bloody, just bloody fantastic. Now, where can people find you? Um, You can find me on, on social media, Christy Maggio. Um, and then I have christymaggio.com, which is I have all of my links are on there probably be the easiest way to find me yeah um then there's the link on there to the um to the foundation module multicultural foundation to the school uh module multicultural academy and so um since this will be a podcast christy k-r-i-s-t-i-m-a-g-g-i-o.com so and you can find links to everything right there Awesome. And I will put all that in the show notes anyway, and I'll put it on the video that, that comes out. But um, um, I, I I can't thank you enough for the work you do for the world. You know, that's you, we, you're, you're a saint and I know you don't agree. You know, I don't agree when people say that, but, you know, we have to have we have to have people fighting for good. We have to have people fighting for change. Do you, you know, we have to have enablers that, um, you know, enable the the youth and empower the youth and, you know, to, to, 
not only to clean up our mess, but to to remould the world, you know, to to a way that is going to be more effective moving forward. And um, you're doing that. And I just I just love love that you're doing it. So thank well, you. You're doing the same thing, right? And so we are we're in it together. And I look forward to hoping hopefully being able to work together on on something in the future. I really yeah. do. Me too. Me too. You're a bloody wonderful soul, and it's good to have good to have your tribe around you that are all working in the same direction. So I, I hope that happens too. So thank you, thank you. All right. Well, now I'll let you go and enjoy the rest of New York, the rest of your night, and um, thank you. And, and just get that little bit of respite away from the Dominican Republic, just for a little <laughs> snapshot for Christmas. And um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you're just amazing. So I hope to catch up again soon. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Take care. Thank you. See ya. Oh, guys, that was fantastic. And I know I say that after every podcast, every episode, because I tell you what, I just love the guests that I get on. I really freaking do. I love all that stuff that Christy's doing. I love the the two books. I love the reason for the two books. I particularly love that we have to empower youth, the young people of today. We have to do that. Like we're leaving the planet in their hands. We're leaving everything in their hands and they've got to have the tools and strategies and the skills and they've got to have, they're going to have the toolbox to do it. And so when people like Christy are doing those kind of things, I absolutely love it and we 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 desperately need it i think she's absolutely brave to move to the dominican republic on her own and to stick at it through the um the trials and tribulations i guess of covid and you know when as she said you could easily pack it up and just go back home but she hasn't and her vision you know to impact a billion young people is is spectacular and it's not it's not spectacular like it can't happen it actually can happen and i just love that that's what she's focusing on so i really hope you love that episode i absolutely loved it it's so in line with everything i've done with magnificent kids and it's as i said to christy the fact that there's two of us and even more people out there doing this because there's a lot more other a lot of other people um trying to impact young people is just really really fantastic so go follow christy she is at christymaggio.com christy with a k and two i's and i will put that in the show notes anyway and yeah go see what she's doing so that's it for me. Thank you again for joining me again this week and I'll see you next week. See ya. Thanks for joining me. As always, I hope this episode inspired you. If you know somebody who's taken courageous action to create something that's making a difference for other people, let me know about it. Go to my website, karenvaughan.com, tinker around there, have a bit of a look and send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, you're worth it. Your unique talents and gifts need to be out in this world. And I'm so passionate about inspiring you to achieve that. So you've listened to this episode. Just say yes, make the decision and put one foot in front of the other. See you next week.